0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined today by Thomas Schumann of Thomas Schumann Capital and Marcus Barth of Anitase. Now, we have spoken to Thomas before about a water risk index that has been under development and is now live, I believe. Tell us, Thomas, what's actually happened since we last spoke?
1: Yes, thank you, Robin. Thanks for having me again. Actually, a lot of things happened since we last spoke. I believe it was in June of 2020 we finally uh, completed the successful design and development of the TSC Water Risk Index, which is the world's first benchmark index series that tracks water risk and equities, while also providing the first ever water footprint to global capital markets. This great feat was accomplished in collaboration and with the help of anatase Limited, uh, Marcus Bart, And Marcus is, a, is an index pioneer, an index engineer based in London. And uh, he was able to finally crack the code which uh, means that we were able to accomplish something that MSCI in April 2017 was not to accomplish basically to develop design launch a water risk index that tracks water risk in equities
0: let's just remind people what the significance of this is what is the issue around water risk
1: well nine out of the 10 worst global risks are linked to water that's not that's not my assessment that's the assessment of the uh, world economic Forum. so so corporates and investors are increasingly exposed to water risk financial and physical water risk um that hasn't been uh, implemented in investment decisions and portfolios thus far so obviously with uh, climate becoming more and more important climate and water inter- interdependently linked so water and climate expresses itself basically from each other you have a change in in, in climate and weather patterns that express themselves in flooding and drought in sea level rise in water contamination. These are uh, very, very uh, important and urgent risks that need to be uh, addressed not only by investors, but by corporates, uh, governments and stakeholders at large.
0: So this is something, I it it's part of the, the ESG arena, I guess. I would make the
1: argument that water actually drives ESG, it drives environmental, social and governance. Uh, you have no No human processes, you have no business processes, uh, economic activity without uh,
0: access to clean water. Let me turn to you now, if I may, Marcus. What has been Anatase's role in this?
2: My experience over the last 30 plus years is in the development of rules-based investment strategies primarily focused on equities. So as an index expert, Thomas approached me with the proposal that I could help figure out a way to, as he put it, crack the code to develop a meaningful investable index that would provide investors with a means of tracking, engaging, and transforming their portfolios to better reflect lower water risks, as Thomas had outlined. And that's what I spent the past four or so months uh, working on.
0: Can you take us, a, without getting too technical, a little bit under the bonnet to so that we can understand exactly what that process was?
2: The most important thing when you build an index is to understand the data. So I spent a great deal of time researching available sources of water data as reported by companies. And it's not, shall we say, plentiful. But it is abundant enough to have a reasonably strong capability of understanding water usage currently, as well as the policies going forward. So we we use Refinitiv, who are without question right now, the best provider of water data at the company level, we bring in raw data on companies and we look at three aspects, we look at their utilization, which basically measures how much water do they use? How much water do they discharge? How much do they pollute? How much do they recycle? Those kind of metrics and that those are basically where they are now. And We quantify those into a quartile risk measure that basically says the lower the amount of water that you're using, the lower the water risk is, the higher the amount, the greater it is. Now, we normalize those numbers by adjusting for the size of the company, the size of the revenues, so that smaller companies aren't instantly lower water risk simply because they're small. The second aspect we looked at is the concept of where where they're heading and we look at the company's existence of water policies do these companies target water efficiency do they have policies that are specifically focused on water stewardship and we measure those finally as a, a sanity check we check to make sure that they haven't had any recent environmental infractions related to water we don't want to be putting a company into the index that has just dumped million gallons of polluted water into the water supply. I use the Aaron Brockovich approach. You know, we don't want to be the one that polluted the water supply of an entire town. Combining those metrics, we apply an adjustment to the weighting of each constituent. And the idea here is, and this is very important, we are not looking for who are the companies that make water recycling equipment and who are the water utilities that is what water investment has been for the past 15 years small concentrated illiquid baskets of companies who make water purification equipment and there's 15 20 billion invested in products around those indices their performance has been poor they have absolutely no focus whatsoever on water stewardship or water risk they're simply a pure play for companies that make water purification systems That is not the approach that we've taken here. We've taken more of a groundbreaking approach with the belief that water risk is ubiquitous across all sectors. Everybody needs water. Every company, no matter what industry they're in, has a a water requirement, some greater, some less. So you've got a Coca-Cola that's obviously massively demanding a lot of water. You've got mining companies. You've got fracking companies. You've got textile companies, huge users of water. But you also have companies that are not manufacturing but still require water for their processes. We include all of these companies in order to map correctly and track the water risk across sectors and across a market, as well as enabling us to engage with the managements of these companies to help them transform their water stewardship into a more compliant manner looking forward.
0: We have now, therefore, this index. What happens next, Thomas?
1: Well, the index went live on January 4th. We're working with Morgate Benchmarks, which is um, another innovative, disruptive fintech out of uh, London. Mortgage uh, calculates, administers, and uh, governs the indices. We are, as of now, in uh, progress discussions with product issuers. These are major asset managers um, in, in Europe and the US for issuing uh, uh, first ETFs, ba- basically uh, tracking the indices as, as, as the underlying. We're also in discussions with major product issuers for structured products. There's a focus obviously on Europe because of MIFID II and uh, the EU, EU Sustainable Action Plan. So the whole movement around ESG, responsible investing, impact and transformative investment uh, is driven by Europe and specifically is coming uh, glad to say out of
0: London. The way you're describing this, we're on the launch pad. How does the corporate performance of individual companies that have identi- been identified to be part of the index, how does that change? How does that improve as as far as the index is concerned?
1: Well, we're looking at good water stewards and and, and, and worse water stewards. But I think to, um, to have that answered in the proper technical uh, manner, I would defer to Marcus.
2: The approach here is to penalize companies for poor water usage and poor water stewardship, and reward companies for better stewardship and better utilization. And that directly reflects in the weightings within the index. Companies with lower water risk have a higher weight. Companies with higher water risk have a lower weight. The real target here is to capture sustainable alpha via equity investment, but more importantly, to derive a much lower water footprint. Now, your listeners are probably very familiar with the term carbon footprint. It is the climate buzzword for the last five years. And I would draw an analogy here. A company that spews carbon into the atmosphere can continue to function, continue to operate, continue to profit, continue to grow earnings, continue to grow their stock price. A company that can't get water closes. So what people don't realize about climate risk is that the impact of water is a direct impact to company earnings and future stock prices. And what we're trying to capture in this index is to prepare for the impact of water risk on future earnings. Companies with the worst water risk, we expect to have much greater negative impact to their corporate profits and therefore downward movement in their stock prices. Companies with lower water risk, we expect to outperform. We do that in order to generate the alpha. But we also do it to generate a greater than 50 percent reduction in the water footprint and the water footprint is something that we developed it's akin to the climate footprint except instead of talking about how much carbon you spew into the air we talk about how much water you use
1: so the overall objective robin is actually to incentivize to reward to encourage uh, corporates to uh, disclose water data because without without data obviously you know what you cannot measure you cannot manage. And that's at the moment, as Marcus pointed out, the challenge we're working with Refinitiv. They have the best uh, data on water and and also on ESG. But uh, the overall uh, exercise is obviously to to further incentivize and encourage corporates to disclose so that we all can move together towards uh, a more sustainable, water-secure and climate-secure future.
0: And certainly that's entirely possible if they start seeing people investing in companies that are doing better at this. You mentioned that you're in talks with product providers. What's the timetable for there being something that I, as an investor, could invest in?
1: Water is is the biggest theme for uh, European ETF issuers ahead of uh, artificial intelligence, biotechnology and uh, and other themes. So the time is now to launch an ETF. It usually takes between uh, three and six months. We are currently uh, targeting a, a launch at the end of summer before autumn. Same thing on the structured product side. It usually takes uh, three to six months to to issue certificates. Uh, we're working, you know, with with high speed on that to fast track that. Um, there's really no time to wait in terms of uh, mitigating climate and water risk. The um, SEC in the in the in the US just came out. Uh, they're having a renewed focus on uh, uh, advancing climate uh, climate risk and sustainability. So there is really A worldwide movement and uh, investors are increasingly looking to have transformative investment opportunities, sustainable alpha. They want to make an impact. And at the same time, obviously, they want to make sure that they have safe and secure investments that generate long-term returns, ideally above market rate.
2: There's a a process outside of structured products and ETFs called direct indexing, which is separately managed accounts or mandates. They're available today. So we have a partnership with C8, the leading direct indexing company uh, on a global basis. Investors who are interested in accessing this index now can do so now via the separately managed account by simply contacting C8 on their website or reaching out to Thomas or myself and we can make the connection. So investability in the index is actually available today. The ETF process, as Thomas said, probably end of the summer, structured products You know, institutional clients can invest in a structured product tomorrow, and I can assure you that any bank that is approached by an institutional investor that says, I'm looking for a way to invest in this, can probably turn around an investment product for that client in a matter of weeks. So the fund format is always a lot longer. It's a much longer process, especially if it's exchange listed. Structured products and and direct indexing are available pretty much now.
0: Thank you very much, Marcus Barth of Anatees and Thomas Schumann of Thomas Schumann Capital.